What's up, Facebook? How y'all doing? Oh my God, it's so good. I mean, we were having some technical difficulties. We're not even gonna front. Uh, we were, <laughs> the struggle was real. We came on early because we wanted to to come on on time, right at six o'clock. But some shit always goes on when you're trying to be perfect. Something always happens <laughs> to mess up the program. But we're on, and I just wanna first of all, I wanna welcome you. Thank you very much for being my very, very first guest um, on Capital um, what, what, what does your background say? Toronto? So everybody know you're from Toronto. <laughs> hey, Are you trying to read that? Don't try, don't try to read my business. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Hi to everyone and, and welcome to the, to the broadcast. Thank you for being here. I'm Ricardo. Um, people are just coming on and you're probably going to be wondering who Ricardo is. So we're going to tell you a little bit about who you are and why I decided to choose you as my first guest. Because yes, you were chosen to be my first guest. Um, I will have my phone in hand because you know, just case things are not going to be I have somebody who's checking for me and they're going to be making sure that on, our, on everybody's end they can see everything we have people logging in right now so you know we just keep, keep the momentum going yeah I'm, I'm seeing Laura is on Laura Joseph is on Nick's Laura Joseph on. Nikki Royer what's up <laughs> welcome so, so they're coming on and um we're gonna ask you drinking can't go to man my boy well, you, you hear my voice no it's it's this is my Barry way I am sick as a dog I'm sick. Really? I have ginger tea right in here I'm trying to hold it together Oh, my bad, my bad. I will fix that. Next time, next time. Next time. <laughs> um, but we want to just, um, first of all, I want to tell people how I met you and who you are and why I decided to have you on. Um, I met Ricardo uh, probably about 12 years. It could be 12 or 13 years ago. Could be about that. About I that. can't confirm or deny that. That is going to be. <laughs> it was a very long time. I just remember. A friend of mine was celebrating their 30th birthday. Yes, and yes. My friend is now 42. So, <laughs> so, so I don't know what friend you're talking about. My friends are like 32. This is kind of. <laughs> I don't really want to. I don't really want to say who it is because I don't know if the friend will be okay with disposing their age. So we'll see that. Yes, um, it was a. It was about 13 years ago. I can't believe time was like that. Yes. Like it's, yes. Oh wow. my God. So I met him, I met Ricardo at this birthday party and um, we instantly clicked. Like we started talking and um, our friendship grew. Um, we, I ended up living um, close, close to, to the same neighborhood, the same neighborhood, which mm -hmm. was so like weird. I don't even know how that happened because that was not even planned. And <laughs> you were one of the, he was always one of these, those people that I could, you know, call on if I had any problems, be it, be it professional, be it, it didn't matter what, um, Ricardo was my, 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 my dear student joking to a friend of mine. He's my spooner friend. <laughs> you know, everybody was like, everybody's like, what is going on with this? We're just really good friends. And, and, and it's okay for a man and a woman to be really good friends. Right. Absolutely. I, I remember you were the one who introduced me to Apple. Um, you were the reason why. Uh, you were, at the time, I think you were working part time with with Apple. I was. 
Yeah, good days. My first laptop. You don't know. You don't. You don't need to know that, right? Um, <laughs> and I got my first laptop um, because of his influence, and and you know we've stayed in touch. When I traveled and I, and you know stayed in it was in Dominica and stuff. It wasn't regular, you know, and but it was there. You know, the love was still there, and and Ricardo things got married. You know, he he left me in the bus stop and he got married. <laughs> And wife, um, his lovely wife, they have a son together. And then they, well, in that whole union, they put together a company called, we'll talk about a little bit about that. Um, when we get and from there, you know, we just always stayed in touch. And I remember coming here on vacation and, you know, thinking, hey, the first person I need to contact, the first person I need to let know I'm coming up, you know, is Ricardo. Because wow. we always stayed in touch, we always stayed really, you know. With friends and and last year you know um during uh, you know my visit and stuff we started talking uh we, we met up for for what did we meet up for coffee it was like coffee or food i don't know we were in yorkville somewhere yes. right <laughs> it's on my instagram i remember the date it was on my instagram we have a picture together on yes. there so. yes. <laughs> we met up and um you know i was just talking to him about what i've been doing and, and how i want um, my my business to grow, how I want um, my network to grow, and Ricardo has an amazing profile about in just a little bit, and instantly, you know, he started like saying, "This is what I think you should do." This, is what... and I think he, I think you probably thought that you were just talking, and I was just gonna listen and not really, not really do anything about it. Like most people, they like they ask for advice, and then they're like, "Yeah, thanks," and then they leave. I'm like. Oh, that's that's I charge people for that. That's good. <laughs> just throw it. <laughs> well, I saved our conversations, like our WhatsApp conversations, our um face it was Facebook actually. We're communicating on Facebook, our Facebook conversation. Yeah, yeah. And every single thing Ricardo re recommended I do, I literally did. <laughs> like <laughs> down to my mic. <laughs> down to my mic. Right. So um <laughs> I mean, a lot of people come into your life for different reasons and stuff. And I just want to say thank you so very much to you, Ricardo, for, for being such an inspiration, for for assisting me on my journey. And when you didn't even know that you were assisting me on my journey. I didn't. Because um, I took a lot of what you, 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 you said. I took it, you know, to heart. I, I went out there and I I did what you said. And I tried. I, I looked at a lot of videos and even sometimes you know certain things you said to me because sometimes you don't really want to take everybody's advice you kind of want to feel for yourself you know what i mean um <laughs> i would like go on youtube and go on and see let me see if ricardo what he's saying is really true it really works. <laughs> you did some <laughs> testing yeah man i was testing like i remember when you, <laughs> when you um introduced me to mailchimp you know yeah. and i'm like hmm. Let me see if what he's saying is, you know, I went and I did my little research and they came right back in like this. I'm like, you could avoid it that 15, 20 minutes if you stayed on YouTube, if you just take his advice. So from now on going, I'm taking his advice. And Ricardo, <laughs> and for those of you who are just joining us, I'm going to introduce you to Ricardo. Um, Ricardo is committed to creativity and commerce um, working together. Today, he's actually bringing creativity to life as the host 
of the Framing Podcast, that's on iTunes, and helping families across Canada as a licensed financial advisor. Uh, prior to his uh, most recent endeavors, Ricardo has, has been the creative director of a boutique consultancy, Wedge 15, and the creator of BlackInCanada.com. That's Canada's leading source on Black excellence, reaching over a million people in 100 cu- countries with three, well, 30,000, 30K. I didn't know you had all that fans. Yes. followers. Some and- people find it nice. <laughs> <laughs> He studied fine arts and business at the University of, of Windsor and Ontario College of Art and Design uh, before actually acquiring his project management uh, designation and becoming an award-winning entrepreneur and speaker. And my Facebook friends and fans and all of you locked in right now, welcome Ricardo Lovray. Oh, thank you so much. That's... I almost can hear the coffee. <laughs> it's like, you have to edit that in. Thank you so much for that really uh, heartfelt, warm, honest uh, introduction. It's, uh, I appreciate that. That's, we've been friends for a long time and you're right. Sometimes I don't know how, most people, you don't know how you're impacting someone when you're sharing something. And I remember that day that we shared, um, you were like, oh, I want to do this. And and I remember that whole conversation. I'm like, okay, here's a list of the things you got to do. I'm like, da 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 da. And then, you know, I saw you launch this show, and I was like, oh my god, she did it! She did it! She was like, wow, it's like nice. So I'm like checking everything out. So I'm in the back. I'm like, I'm checking out your SEO. I'm checking out. Your, okay, let me check the naming. Let me check all the links on all the different sites. And I'm going through everything. And I'm like, oh, it's just set up nice. I'm like, so it's. And I remember calling you probably a couple of weeks ago, and I was like. Well done. I'm like, this is so good. It's such a great start. This is like on point, the backdrop, the microphone. Like you went out, you got the ring light, you got like all the stuff to just have this thing really, really work and really be awesome. And I know this show is going to be successful because you've been successful in the past and it's just going to be the next iteration of what it is that you're doing. And uh, I'm looking forward to it and I'm honored and pleased to be the first guest, number one. I like being number one. And uh, yeah, we're going to have some fun today and, and rock the house and share some stuff with people, find out everything from art to financial services to maybe relationships. We'll talk about that. Let's let's talk about relationships today, shall we? <laughs> Why are you guys? No, no, you're quiet. No, you quiet. Dude, listen, I, t- I, just, I just said you left me on the bus. You leave me on the bus. <laughs> You like took the bus and you just fully went and you left me in the bus though. I didn't I didn't leave you on the bus. Like tell me about your wonderful children and the relationship you have right now. Listen to that. Who's doing the interview? You or me? I'm doing it. I got some questions for you. Forget what you gotta say to me. I'm like, I gotta talk to you. <laughs> I saw your Valentine's post on Instagram. I'm like, you two looking all cute. Don't roll it like which Valentine's no, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You forget that Facebook works two ways, right? It's not just. We're not here to do this. We're here to do you. My bad. My bad is yours. I thought it's the Freeman podcast. My bad. We're gonna go right back to Cuckoo Tea. Can we just leave my 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 out of this? No. I hope you feel better though. I hope you. I hope you 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 the cold goes away. Look, it's it's this is helping me. It's like it's giving me really good energy. So thank you. It's awesome. So back to you. 
yeah <laughs> i want to know uh, a little bit how did you actually become so successful at what you do like um you do a lot of stuff um, yeah. We'll get into a few of the stuff. You Turn my ADD into some cash. <laughs> <laughs> um, but how did you become so successful at what you do? Uh, it's it's funny that you put it that way. I I wouldn't see myself as successful. Um, I know I've had some success, but compared to what I want to do, I'm not there yet. So I'm still hustling. I'm still working. I was like up at eight o'clock this morning on a Saturday at meetings till four o'clock. I finished, came here, I got ready, boom, doing this, you know, and it's, it's, uh, I enjoy what I do. Like I, I, I took this advice years ago, do what you love. And I, I only do things that I love now. Like if I don't love it, I, I don't do it. And it, I was doing that long before it made money long before it was financially rewarding to do those types of things. So it's, it's grown over the years and really focusing on the things that I love allowed me to get really good at it because it's going to take thousands of hours to get good at anything. So whether it's podcasting or financial services or fine arts or web design or branding or any of it, I'm like, I go deep. I'm like, I'm on YouTube there for weeks. I'm like three o'clock in the morning. I'm learning stuff. I'm checking things out. So I'm going super deep so if you don't love it you won't put that kind of time in it just won't be worth it so it's fundamentally doing what i love is how these things turn out i mean success is a relative thing so thank you for thinking it's successful um yeah i just i just love what i do so i do what i love and i put my best foot forward and hopefully people like it i like it's honestly that it's like that for me every time i do something and it's i just kind of like I really like it. I think it's good and I'll put it out. And it's not until I think it's good enough that I put it out. And hopefully people like it because you never know. How do you stay grounded though? Do, because you have a family, you have a I have a wife and child. Yeah. <laughs> they keep it real. <laughs> <laughs> Where you think you go and take out that garbage? I'm like, I'm all right. <laughs> how do you, how do you actually stay grounded? What do you mean by grounded? Like just level-headed or? Like level-headed because, you know, life, because we're doing so many different things, you can feel a little cray-cray, you know, when I can. Mm. Bring yourself back to, hey, this, I need to get back to reality. I need to actually focus on this, on on that. I'm, I'm launching this new initiative. I need to focus right. on that. How do you do that? Okay, so if I understand that question correctly, is how do I focus on the project at hand to the point where it launches or you get that thing. Okay. Um, hmm. I, I have a lot of uh, ADD tendencies. I'm like all over the place. I always got new ideas. I've got like a list of like a hundred things I could be, should be doing. So I've done everything from create a list somewhere that I keep. I use like an app uh, and I would just like, every time I get a bright eye, I put it in the list and then I go back to what I'm doing to everything from changing my environment to stay focused to doing blocked hours uh to just say i'm only going to work on this for three hours and then i'm going to stop or i'm going to do this all day wednesday or all day saturday or whatever the case is and just do that another great thing i do that works for me is i announce what it's going to be before uh, it's even ready so i'll be like hey i'm launching a podcast on 
July 7th, and I haven't even bought a microphone yet, you know, and I'll put that up on my Facebook wall. Why? So does that make you, does that create some sort of like, tension? Yes. Well, I told everybody I know, I told thousands of people it's coming out. I can't miss the July launch date. So I announce things long before they're even baked or I have ingredients. I'm like, and that really keeps that above all else has really kept me laser focused. Because when you're like, no, that's not required to launch. It's nice as we're cutting that out and you just keep driving towards that date. Uh, tends to work <laughs> for me. That's a lot more pressure than most people like, but I find that level of commitment, uh, announcing things before they're ready, uh, tends to make them happen. Because what happens is I would, let's say I'm doing the, oh, it's I can't even leave my house. Like people are like, hey, Ricardo, how's that podcast coming? I'm like, I got to go back home. <laughs> you know, I've been out at places and people are like, yeah, man, I, I saw your post about the podcast. Like, how's like, and I'm, I'm like, look, I'm just trying to have some chicken, you know, like, <laughs> give me a minute. I and it's, uh, <laughs> I just want to be out. Can I not lime? You know, everybody's lime and I can't lime. They're like, no. But it's, uh, I have found that that pressure to deliver uh, really keeps me focused. If I, if you see me announce something, um, it's usually not ready. I don't think it's ever been ready before I, before I announced it, ever. Wow. Like months. Like yeah. we just announced, we opened up a new office. The grand opening's on the 25th. I announced I that. I that. I was about to. I was about to ask you, like, yeah, how is that going? How is? Yeah, I was doing painting on last week Friday, and we're getting carpets torn out and changing walls and hanging stuff from the ceiling and moving office furniture. And it's like it's not ready, but I mean, I'm taking registrations for the opening on the 25th, and you know, all of us in the office are working on that same principle of inviting people and the mayor, and we're inviting you know ministers of parliament and uh, like. People are coming, we're inviting media, like it's a thing. And yeah, we're still scraping paint off the floor. Wow. It's not ready, <laughs> but it will be ready by that time. But I can't wait until it's ready to tell people. So you have you have uh, some sort of um, disorder. <laughs> I might need medication. I don't know if it's ADD or ADHD, or, but you have one of them. <laughs> You definitely have um, Ricardo, I want to talk a little bit about um, you as a child growing up, but before we even get into all of the different things that you do, because, you know, I did speak about you having words and wearing different hats. And yeah. Really, not really getting into what all of these hats entail. Um, but can you, can you just tell us a little bit, because give us a little bit of your background in terms of where you grew up, where you were raised, where, what's your, you know, your ethnic background, you know, I mean, you see, right. but you really might never know, you know? So give us a little bit of I'm, I'm about to surprise your ass. <laughs> <laughs> but I know I'm white. Can't okay, you no, tell? I, I got the shock of my life about four months ago. and I'll, 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 It shocked me. <laughs> but we'll start when I was a kid. So, uh, yeah, I was born in Guyana, South America. Uh, my parents were, my dad was a diplomat. My mom was uh, an architect. So she designed our home that we lived in and it was, you know, beautiful. Um, my dad was quite abusive and we left. In the middle of the night, I got to pick one toy and we jumped on a plane and left the country. 
So since nine, that was when that happened, lived in Trinidad between nine and 18. And that's where I really consider myself Trini because I'm like, that's where my memories are. That's where I grew up. And that's where I, um, my foundational year, so to speak. So I grew up in Trinidad with my mom, uh, brother and sister and two sisters. I'm second. My sister's older than me. Okay. And I studied, I was a horrible student. Um, I would think there was only when I really got challenged was in two classes. One was history and architecture. And in history, I didn't take a single note all year. I just sat in class and guys like, aren't you going to write something? I'm like, no, 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 I got it. And I would just listen to everything he's saying. And I understood it. And I was like, okay. And I just leave. And he's like, to me, it was just like one big, long story. And I'm like, I don't need to take notes in a story. So why am I taking notes now? And I just listened for the whole year. I didn't hand in a single assignment. And I went to my final exam and wrote the exam, which was worth 60% of my total. And I got a C in the class. And I didn't hand in 40% of the work. Like it was, and people are like, why didn't you hand in the assignment? I'm like, oh, lazy. That's, I just didn't want to do it. Like I was like a really bad student. And in architecture, the teacher had these drawings up when I came into the class and he goes, this was the best student ever. The person got like 85% and, da, 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 da. and he was just going off about how amazing this person was. And I looked at it and I went, I don't think it's that amazing. He's like, are you kidding me? This is the best student I've ever had in my entire career. And I went, I'm going to do better than that. I said, when I'm finished, you're going to, yeah. I was like, you're going to take those down when I'm finished in this class. And he's like, what? I said, you're going to tear that off the wall and you're going to put my drawings up. And I'm going to remove all of his drawings. I don't know what made me say that. I was just like, okay. And I just like went to town and I was like, started drawing, wrote the exam. And I got 95 or 98%. No, I got 99% on the stuff that I submitted. And, I'm, and I did all my drawings. And he said, I'm going to give you 95. And I'm like, why? He goes, you see these couple of lines here? They're a little bit off. I said, okay. I took all of them back. I tore them up and I did all of them over again. And I came back. I said, I fixed the lines. I said, I want a hundred percent. And he's like, I'm going to give you 99 because there's always room for improvement. And I'm like, okay. I said, as long as we both know it's a hundred percent. And then I left, I did the exam and that was, I'm supposed to do, you get this book, you open the book and then you had to do three of the five questions. So I went in there and I started drawing. I did all five. I didn't even read the instructions. I just started drawing. I'm like, I drew a bathroom. I did this. I did a whole house, did a mechanical drawing, did all this stuff, did all five. And I realized I made a mistake on the second one. So I tore that up and I did it again. And then I handed it in and left early. And I got 100% on that exam. Wow. <laughs> and he took all of his drawings off and he put mine up. And I went, you see, <laughs> he wasn't that good. <laughs> but that's that kind of describes my life growing up. Like that's if I get focused on something, I get uh, obsessive about it. Mm. Um. So... So you moved to Toronto when you were how? 18. I was 18. I moved to Oshawa, which is outside of Toronto, and then went to high school there for a couple of years, then moved to Toronto to go to OCAD, Ontario College of Art and Design, and then went to University of Windsor because they didn't have a degree at that time. That's how old I am. They just had uh, diplomas. But now it's a full university. <laughs> and uh, talk about your age. <laughs> Oh, I don't have no problem talking about my age. I was like, I am 
season. Yeah. It's only because you have hair on your head. You're okay with it. I know it freaks people out that I grew my hair back in my 40s. They're just like, why are you? Like everybody I know is bald. Like everybody, all my contemporaries shave their head. They're like, they're going, I'm like, they're like, Ricardo, are you dyeing your hair? I'm like, no, it's, uh, it's how it grows out of my head. <laughs> they're like, you're aging backwards, dude. You're not supposed to grow a head of hair in your 40s. You're supposed to. <laughs> so, you, okay. so, you, so you studied at University of Windsor. You actually did um, art. fine arts, art, art and business combo, which is kind of different. Uh, I was the only person in a suit in the art school, and the only person covered in paint in the business school, as I would like go between classes or whatever. But it uh, it made sense to me. I mean, my family history goes back in business for a few generations, and I was being groomed in Trinidad to take over the family business, and. Uh, it just made sense. Like I started a company when I was 17 in Oshawa, painting houses one summer. And inside of three months, I had 16 full-time employees. Like I, it's just like at the time, I didn't even think that was a thing. And now I look back at it. I'm like, my payroll was $10,000 and I was 17. I'm like, that's a lot of money now. (laughs) So it's, yeah, I was just, I left home in grade 11 and was, yeah, I was just, I was on welfare going to high school and going to, had a little side job to make ends meet and went to school and shopped at Goodwill and had on my little polyester sweater as the new immigrant kid in school. And I just didn't think anything of it. I was like, yeah, what's up? Say something. <laughs> you know, like, Do something. Say something. I was like, what up? You know, captain of the swim team and a new immigrant and a black kid in the school. Like it was just, it must've been fascinating to watch that because I was walking around like I was king of the world. I didn't know it was hard times. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know it wasn't normal to, to live like that. So when I look back on high school and I'm like, I see kids now who are in grade 11 and grade 12. And I'm like, you are a child. And I'm like, I was paying rent at that point, like full on signing with a landlord and like, like, I was doing my own groceries. Like I was living alone in grade 11. Wow. Wow. So you, so you were an early bloomer. No, I, I, I was, I didn't want to experience abuse anymore. So I left home. Okay. Okay. I couldn't watch that anymore. I was my old West Indian father and he has a way he's going to live his life and do his thing. And, uh, uh, it didn't sit well with my constitution to see that or experience it. Hmm. So I picked everything I owned in the garbage bag and I walked out. That was it. I was like, I'm out. They're like, you don't have to leave. I'm like, I'm not coming back. And I just put everything into two green hefty bags. It was, that was it. And I just walked out of the house with like a little jean jacket in the middle of winter. I'm so, I'm so new to the country. I didn't even know that that was dangerous. <laughs> and I just wow. left. I left home. It was a snowstorm. And yeah, I just walked over to a friend's house down the street and I go, can I leave these bags here till I figure out what I want to do with my life? And they were like, what? They go, it's snowing. What are you, what are you doing with two bags? I said, yeah, I just left home. And, and they were like, like yeah, it was just like matter of fact for me. I'm like, yeah, I'm not staying there. I'm not doing it. And I end up like these people like save my life because I didn't know how much danger I was in. And I mean, she had a paper route to pay all the bills. She had three kids, husband, I think he was on disability. He worked as a security guard. And 
they just delivered papers to make a living. And then me and my sister at the time left home and they just took us into their house. Like you don't go from three kids to five on one minute's notice when you deliver papers for a living and your husband's a security guard. And they were just like, yeah, you can come in here. And they moved around their whole house and they let us live with them for a good six to 12 months as we finished part of school. And then, uh, yeah, like, I don't know what I would have done if they didn't take me in. I would have had to sleep on a bench. That's crazy. 